water towers. Known for being tall. Famous for being city stuff. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why water towers are secretly incredibly fascinating. A whole new podcast episode. A podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Three returning guests join me this week. Kath Barbadoro and Patrick Monahan and Eli Uden are the co-hosts of one of my favorite comedy podcasts. It's called What a Time to Be Alive. It's about news stories that will make you say the title of the podcast. They're also all hilarious on Twitter. Kath and Eli are stand-up comedians. Kath co-hosts a whole nother great podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Patty co-hosts a whole nother great podcast. It's called Not You, Guillermo, and it is about the TV show What We Do in the Shadows. I'm so thrilled they all found time within all that stuff to come back on this show. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that me and Kath and Eli each recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Patty recorded this on the traditional land of the Lenape people, and acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about water towers. That is a patron-chosen topic. Many thanks to Greg I for that wonderful suggestion that took the poll by storm at SifPod.fun. Water towers are an amazing topic for this show. They are probably the most humongous building that we all just go right past without paying attention to. So let's pay attention to them. Please sit back or adjust a single letter on your water tower to get back on the federal government's good side. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Kath Barbadoro, Patrick Monahan, and Eli Uden. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Kath, Eli, Patty, thank you all for, for coming back and, and as a group. And, and of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Any of you can start, but how do you feel about water towers? I feel, uh, you know, good. I think that my knowledge of water towers <laughs> is mostly related to like teens hanging out on them in movies and then one of them falling off and that being like a big plot point, I feel like. Maybe that's one specific movie, but that that that's immediately what I imagine is like a dark water tower with teens hanging out on it that shouldn't be hanging out on it because of the inherent danger. Is there a famous movie for that? I don't know. Yeah. Are you thinking of a specific one, Eli? Uh, I'm going to have to hit the Google and be like teen falling off water <laughs> tower. <laughs> um, there's definitely one. It's probably it one of those like right. formative like youth, you, you know, young adult books where somebody falls off a water tower. Is that how, that's not, I was about to be like, is that how Casper dies? I do not think that's true. I don't think that's true. (laughs) All right. Well, we're, this is truly an informative podcast. I'm already doing research where. (laughs) I, water towers are very near and dear to my heart because, so I grew up in New Hampshire. It's very Mm. uh, wooded. It's very like, there's lots of little forests and stuff. And down the street, you could walk into the woods and there were some trails back there and they led to a water tower. We weren't we weren't climbing it, but I wouldn't say we were up to like fully legal activities by the water tower. But that's kind of where there was like a clearing. So you'd walk through the woods and now it's all like publicly maintained. Like they actually the city actually maintains trails up there now. Like but when I was a kid, it was all just teens. So really, we kind of paved the way for a a public good by uh, by misbehaving. (laughs) I I feel like it it balanced out. Mm. I hope they just followed the the paths that you guys made with your feet, the desire paths. Like, oh yeah, this this seems like a good route. Cool. Yeah. They kind of did. I mean, there was also some other stuff up there. Like growing up in New England is really interesting because like another another thing that you would see a lot in the woods that you would see on the way to this water tower is um 
in like the 60s, they would set up um, like rope toes for skiing. And it, it it's oh. basically like a lawnmower engine with like, <laughs> uh, like it's just sort of jury rigged into like a rope toe. So it would pull you up the hill and then you'd go down. And this was like in the 60s and they'd all been abandoned, but the trees that they were attached to had grown. So you would see the old machinery way up in the trees because they had grown like for 40 years. What? Yeah, it was super cool. So there was like a lot of like weird kind of somewhat shady uh, trails and stuff back there. But that was, yeah, that you would, you would see those kind of, there were two or three in my town that you could point out that used to be little hinky ski areas. That, that sounds like such science fiction, nature planet stuff. Like our technology yeah. will rise as the tree does. Great. Like, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Some amazing, you know, of relics of a past age uh, for anyone that maybe is screaming this. I doubt there's many, if anybody I'm looking to Patty to maybe know of this, this is, I think the movie, but I have no memory of it outside of that scene. It's a movie called the war where Kevin Costner and Elijah Wood are in it. Apparently, they one of them oh. drown, almost drowns in a water tower. But it also reminded me, my other water tower knowledge is from Elisa Lam and Dark Water, the Japanese horror movie. Oh, yeah. Where the mysterious well, she, getting she trapped in, in a like water tower. She wasn't in a water tower, was she? I guess that kind of counts. She was like in a tank at the top of a building, which I guess yeah, is a yeah. form of water tower. It towers over people. It's filled with water. The bases. Yeah. But... I, w- yeah. I would say that counts for what we're going to talk about because it's a top of a building water tank that is the local mm-hmm. water tower mm-hmm. in the building. And yeah, we'll we'll link about Elisa Lamb for people. She tragically drowned in a water tank on a building. And some people thought it was ghosts, but it's probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yes. Yeah. I-, I would say I'm somewhere in between. I was waiting for Eli to find the answer before I jumped in on uh, so he, all, all of his water tower stuff is like people dying or, and being haunted and all of Cass is like hanging out and having a good time uh, yeah joy yeah. mine is just kind of neutral I think um, I think <laughs> I th- I mean I think they're neat uh, real three bears situation yeah, here uh, yeah exactly I don't uh <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with them. Um, they didn't really have any that I can remember, you know, that were like notable anyway in around where I grew up or anything. And obviously in New York, they're all just kind of on the tops of buildings are not really, you know, there's no like, uh, I don't know, like the big peach from house of cards or whatever. Right. There's no like equivalent of that anywhere around. <laughs> I've been to that peach. I forgot about that peach. Um, I've been there. I drove out of my way specifically to post a stupid <laughs> joke on Twitter of a selfie of me with the peach. Well, there you go. Uh, All for content. <laughs> and anything for content. For content. Uh, I do like the ones in New York, though. They're very sort of cartoony. It seems like we should yeah. have a more sophisticated way to store water, but they look they look like Looney Tunes there's, to me. I love them. <laughs> there's also a cool one that they changed. I think they turned it into an art installation. You see it on your way out of New York. I see it all the time when I'm driving from New York to D.C. or someone else is driving and I'm in the car. Um, have you seen that water tower that's now it's completely stained glass? Like they, no. it's, it doesn't have water in anymore, but it's like a water tower, but it's all stained glass. It's in um, Williamsburg, right? Pretty cool. It's yeah, it's on your way. I know you see it on the BQE when you're leaving New York. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that there is like a, and this might be the same place for all I know, but one of like the ritzy like new places or something like in Williamsburg had a, um, it was like a faux speakeasy or something in the water tower, or, or maybe I'm conflating two different things. Oh, of course. But there was like there there was okay there was. <laughs> There was an, the Y the hotel. There, no, first, first there was like an actual like speakeasy where like, and it was one of those things that got written about in like, you know, on Eater or something, and then got ruined or whatever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they did like a, they did like a faux one in like the place next to like the William Vale or something, and I, you know, it was some like hard to get into club or something. So that's yeah, that's my mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the extent that I can think of of uh, that kind of stuff uh, around here. I know that there's in Williamsburg that the clock is now a luxury apartment. So this all like tracks to me that you can like, you can live in that clock. Now. I think Amari, so I think, I think Amari Stoudemire was like looking at that clock at one when he, when, when he clock. was a Nick, if I remember right, <laughs> he was considering living in the clock, like a, like a, a Disney like Radigan from the great mouse detective or something. Considering the clock as a place to live. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard because there's constantly people hanging from the minute hand that are involved in some sort of yeah. <laughs> thriller. Caper. Um, I also want to say, because this is something that's very connected to me and my, and like, we didn't have a water tower, but 
Kath, was there that that lovely teenage moment where you were all hanging out by the water tower and then uh, headlights or a spotlight turned on and everyone had to scatter and run with like a half full PBR into the woods? <laughs> no, because you couldn't get there by car. So it was oh, like, wow. it was pretty, pretty secluded. I mean, definitely like people came up because it, it, it was close enough to civilization that like people were walking around up there and would like, you know, just kind of vaguely scold but like mm -hmm. yeah no uh i had other encounters kind of sneaking around doing teen stuff broke into some some swimming holes and and the like but uh the water tower is a pretty safe zone jail <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm i guess i'll find out perhaps during this podcast i'm wondering if because i can't really remember any water towers in dc does the reservoir basically fill that need I mostly know about the New York situation with that, but reservoirs can, especially if they're at elevation. Yeah. Because then the water comes mm. rushing down in a way that, that kind of does the job. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm already learning. You just jam one of those things anywhere in the ground <laughs> in D.C. because it's so moist and, and yeah. swampy right. down there. And you just kind of pump it a few times and you basically <laughs> have like a well. So yeah. no problem. We just, we just drink swamp water down there. Just, yeah. Just drink out of Rock Creek. <laughs> Real good stuff. Yeah. I mean, even D.C.'s water is also not, do not good. Drink, oh. yeah, do not drink out of the Potomac. Note, note that I was very clear about that. Uh, do not do yeah. that. Right. The Anacostia. Now, that's the tasty water. That's the real flavorful <laughs> stuff. DC heads will appreciate us <laughs> on our rivers. Or, I mean, poop, pooping on our rivers. <laughs> well, because my, my region growing up was the western suburbs of Chicago. And as a kid, like, I didn't know where any towns stopped or started because I never had to navigate anything. And mm -hmm. so, like, mm -hmm. all our water towers, it, it was built up enough that it was just a boring lot under it with a fence around it. There was no woods or anything. But... Like every water tower instructed me on whether we were in Downers Grove or Naperville or Wheaton or whatever, you know. That is yeah. something that like I because so I grew up in New England, but I went to school. I went to college in Iowa and like the Midwest is water tower country because it's I we guess because it. it's so flat oh, yeah. and like dry. And so, yeah, every town has a huge one that's like the tallest building in the town. And uh, yeah. yeah, with a big mural on the side with the with the town's name and sometimes a, a, a like very ambiguous, quasi threatening motto that you're just like, I don't know if I want to stop here. I don't know what these people are about. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why it becomes such a teenager hanging place is because it, it's basically an obelisk in the middle of a Midwestern yeah. town yeah. that the teens are drawn to. Yeah. And it's got everything a teen could want because it's kind of secluded. There's not usually great lighting. And also it's dangerous because there's a big ladder that you're super not supposed to climb. And yeah. so it's got right. everything. And you know? here's the thing you don't know about water towers. Uh, every water tower is actually on a ley line. So that actually all tracks. <laughs> yeah. They the water is just an excuse to connect. They are uh, like a weird sort of like non-zone. Like they do. There yeah. is something sort of paranormal seeming about them. They're, they're, they're on the, Yeah. They're they're all on the beam for all the dark tower heads out yeah, there. Yeah, every, the every water tower is on the beam. <laughs> yeah, very much, very yeah. much can imagine. You know, like suddenly a, a hole being found in like the top or side of a water tower, and then some sort of creature, client, you know, mm. having landed there. Good yeah. spot. Very mysterious spot. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot, a lot of Spielberg vibes it for is, sure. Yes, for, with water towers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I paused because I just had a real clear metal picture of the gunslinger from the Dark Tower approaching a water tower. Like, it's a big deal, but it's just. <laughs> I, I was just going to is is Mad Max not just the idea of the water tower taken to its natural conclusion? Just <laughs> where the water tower is truly the, the most valuable thing in the world? Yeah. There's another question. Does Immortan Joe live in a water tower? Sort of. Kind of. Think about it. A water a cave. Bit. Yes. A whole water grotto. How'd you like Fury Road? I love the water tower design. Really good. I mean, that would be sick. In like Peoria, they once a year they just the bunch of water pours out of a skull's mouth, and everyone's running with little bowls to fill it I up. Mean, I, they I, have yeah. one shaped like a peach. Why not have one that's shaped like a Morton Joe's house? I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about any of the ones that are... I, I understand there are shapes that lend themselves better to it. So there's probably a general form factor you have to follow. But if your water tower is not a fun shape, these were all put up during like a time when like even like red state governments like gave a little bit of a shit about public works. Sorry, bleep me. Um, and, and, and there was a little bit of a sense of like... 
I don't know, fun or like, you know, caring a little bit. So they should all be fun shapes. And if right. they're not, at least at least it's fun like, colors, you know, shame on the people who didn't. Mm-hmm. Mo- most of them were put up in the era when like it was like every restaurant was like shaped like a bowler hat or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like that hotel, Water there's a hotel like a that's shaped hat. like an elephant in New Jersey. Like there's just oh, like yeah. stuff like that, like. That's just what everything was. It was a fun shape. Yeah, like if yeah. you were trying to do this now, it would just be like, it's not a question of whether it's going to be a fun shape. It's like, no, no one's entitled to water or whatever. Right. You know, the private sector yeah. will handle this or and whatever. And if we will so. make it, it'll yeah. look like an, an yeah. iPhone or something. It'll just be like a smooth <laughs> <See>? black. <laughs> it will be an these... obelisk. It will be an obelisk. <laughs> yeah. These, these millennials, okay, the millennials are too busy on their phones to build a hotel that looks like a boot anymore. <laughs> and that's why America is failing. There's not enough novelty hotels. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not just governments too like it's uh, if people have heard the catch-up episode of this way back when we talk about a collinsville illinois water tower that's just a huge catch-up bottle because the brooks catsup company wanted a water tower and wanted to have fun and so that's just nice. there now they just did it see that's Love great what's not to like about yeah. that who can get angry yeah. at that something for everybody water and a fun shape yeah, prove us prove us wrong on Twitter. Get really mad about the cats up water tower. <laughs> oh boy, mustard Twitter is going to be going nuts. Here comes mustard yeah. Twitter. It's mostly in French. You can't follow it anyway. Forget it. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think from here we can get into the the segments of the show because the the first chunk of the show is always a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics, and this week that's in a segment called statistics all i ever wanted statistics gotta tabulate (laughs) and uh, the name was submitted by kathy schmidt hi kathy thank you we have a new name for this segment every week please make them a silly and wacky impossible submit to sifpod on twitter or to sifpod at gmail.com a couple numbers here and the first one is 1.2 million and that's a number of people that's approximately how many people see the union water sphere water tower in one day in New Jersey, 1.2 million. Wow. I'm assuming just, you know, by accident, so, not like as a yes. destination, yeah. I'm guessing. It's not a pilgrimage. <laughs> I mean, is yeah. it on a flight path too? I would assume that's like, that's such a cheat though, if you can see it from a plane. That it's like, that's part you're of just the racking up the numbers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Colgate clock. It's like, yeah, if you're in downtown Manhattan, you, I guess you could say you see the Colgate clock. That is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, they they did all these cheats, basically. But it it's a water tower in Union Township, New Jersey, and it's 212 feet tall, which is more than 64 meters. It's considered the tallest water sphere in the country. And Mark Moran of Weird, New Jersey, ran up an estimate where, like, daily there's about 750,000 drivers on the Garden State Parkway passing it, another 200,000 on U.S. Route 22, bunch of local people and then 50,000 people flying in and out of Newark airport. So this huge water sphere gets seen by, you know, over a million people, probably pre COVID, but still. Is, is that like a sort of like water tower enthusiast thing where it's that water sphere is the correct terminology and that water tower is considered like misleading to say, or something like that? Yeah. There, there's some guy who's like a, a super fan of this thing and the, a town in Oklahoma built a taller water tower, but he argued that it wasn't a sphere. It was a spheroid. And so oh, yeah. it lost the title still to New Jersey. Oh, wow. Uh, he's lucky they gave it to him. He's going to drive up with like a, a van full of fertilizer, you know. And like... <laughs> Yeah. He was, the worst plan of all time, he was going to set the water sphere on fire. It did not yeah. work. It almost immediately <laughs> solved itself. <laughs> is that do they do they sell ad space on the on the union water sphere because that feels like a golden opportunity there at least something that's you can, not a lot of text yeah go, golden opportunity golden palace what's the one where they put it on every boxer's like forehead <laughs> golden palace is that the yeah. one yeah poker it would be honestly i think today it would be DraftKings. kings you'd, you'd have a lot of like DraftKings. kings was golden palace a poker site it was some sort of online gambling thing that i think once they advertised enough. The government looked at it and was like, this is illegal. <laughs> we can't do this. But I don't remember. I think you're but right. I think, definitely... I think it is like a, a progenitor of um, of DraftKings. Yeah. I do think that mm-hmm. is what it would, it, it would be now. It would be like, uh, or maybe like figs that like 
scrubs company that had subway ads <laughs> everywhere for like the past two years how many people need scrubs in this world and that was before they know. just advertise openly before covid that it was before covid too it's crazy <laughs> 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 I did look up the the Union water sphere and it does like it it is different than like my vision of a water tower because it's it is one circle on a stick. It looks like a lollipop. It does not look like a like yeah. it it doesn't look like the Looney Tunes ones on the tops of the buildings in New York with like the little steeple and it's like round. It's like Yeah. Oh, yeah it's just fully yeah. a sphere. Speaking of which, how did we miss the Animaniacs? Whom's oh, yeah. in a water tower? <laughs> it's true. That may be. That's actually now that I think about it, was probably the most frequent water tower I've ever seen. Is <laughs> the one from the credit yeah. scene of of the Animaniacs. And that uh, and the water, the Warner Brothers water tower. It, is that real? Because that's very iconic. I would. That's think. true. Yeah. It's actually that tower is going to be the whole bonus show. It's a real tower. <gasps> oh my god! Yes. Talking all about it. Yeah. yeah. And because I I like. One time when I was living in L.A. was on the Warner Brothers lot and I was mainly excited about the tower above me. I was <laughs> like, that's where they live. You know, it was just all the, <laughs> the geek stuff that probably people do. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, makes a lot more sense, too, with the, uh, Patty's ley line theory, because I don't know for any of the, the non showbiz people uh, who are listening, uh, going on any production lot is for a parking lot. It's insane how easy it is to get lost you'd think yeah. it would be easy you can spend hours driving around a production lot trying to find somebody and maybe you almost hit jason schwartzman with your car but that's maybe a personal story and it's <laughs> not something that everybody did See, if, yeah if i was ever on the, if i was ever on the warner's lot i would go to like the coffee like the you know how they have the coffee places and be like does freak the canteen does freakazoid ever come in here you know just trying to <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Freakazoid? Is he still around? <laughs> Freakazoid reboot when? Bring Does Freakazoid back. They, Is brought, still working? they brought back the Animaniacs. Freakazoid's probably like a like a super Republican now or something. You know, who knows? You know. <laughs> he can't work. Like they thought about bringing him back, but he won't get vaccinated. There we go. So. That's probably it. That's the true Freakazoid. <laughs> <laughs> that idea is extra fun in my head because the coffee shop I remember from that lot was a replica of the Friends Central Perk. So like, if you go to the Friends oh, wow. coffee shop and just talk about Freakazoid, that's great. That's a really good use of it. <laughs> they probably love that compared to what they normally get. That yeah. is true. It's like, finally, another Warner's property. Anything else. <laughs> yeah, please. If, so, if one other person tells me they were on a break, I am going to just... <laughs> They're just dying for someone to come in and talk about Michigan j frog that's all they want oh yeah they just yeah. wait it's for just it. it's just thousands of guys who think they're chandler and yes there all the time it's, it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. every name on talk a cup. about a yeah yeah talk about a cursed idea all ch all chandler friends just five <laughs> chandlers unwatchable <laughs> i think that's just hang out with comics though unfortunately mm, that oh, is no. kind of <laughs> yeah Linda, there's only a couple more numbers here. One of them is 1974. And 1974 is the year when the town of Florence, Kentucky, built a new water tower that accidentally broke advertising laws in the U.S. Because oh. what they did, Florence, Kentucky, is in northern Kentucky. It's outside Cincinnati, Ohio. But they built their water tower right by the mall. So they wrote Florence Mall on the water tower. And then Atlas Obscura says that the U.S. Bureau of Highways reached out because the water tower was technically advertising the mall. And so it was technically too large by like federal law for a, a highway advertisement. And so what happened is the town decided to fix it by changing Florence Mall to say Florence Y'all. They just <laughs> did good. one letter different and that was it. Nice. And uh, now it's yeah. like the whole thing for the town. It put it on the map. People come see it because it's so Southern. Fantastic. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, whoever came up with that, like, not that it's not, not that it's like super obscure, but like just perfect solution. Could like no notes could really not be smart. better. Yeah. Yeah. This actually that's... brings up another water tower association that I uh, forgot about as far as writing on water towers goes, which is Ferris Bueller's day off when they write safe yeah. Ferris on the water tower, which uh, yeah, I don't know if the advertising uh, commission would be, would be upset with them for doing that, but another notable water tower in our history 
That would be yet another thing that's angry at Ferris Bueller. It's the scourge of the town. Yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> another group of people going after him are the, the ad commission people. <laughs> it would, like, the movie, he gets through all the principles and everything, and then federal agents, like, tackle him. <laughs> that would be a great <laughs> ending to the film. <laughs> But yeah, and they, so that's like weird business law. They got around it and now the, the town festival is called the Florence Yall Festival and it's like Aww. delightful part of the South thing. Great. But there's only one more number here. It's 25 gallons per day. And 25 gallons per day is the clean water output from a prototype of a new kind of water tower called Worka Water. And I sent you guys a picture of it because it's like new technology and the Worka Water Tower was unveiled in 2013 by an industrial designer named Arturo Vittori. And it's designed to like supply clean water in rural and underdeveloped areas of the world. And all it is is a structure made of bamboo and then mesh netting over it and rope tying it together. And Smithsonian says that the net collects dew and then the dew like runs down the the structure of it into a water storage container. And I couldn't find much evidence of like how much this is actually in the world, but it's an idea that is in like the Cooper Hewitt museum of design and is a new idea for how to do this. It's also very cool looking. Yeah. It looks very midsummery to me. It is. uh... Yeah. I was thinking it does kind of look like a wicker man. Um, yeah, wicker man. You don't want to have a wicker man situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it looks um, a little wicker man, but it also looks a little bit like, um, uh, like African savanna architecture, like mm-hmm. which which is probably yeah. an area where it would be used. So uh, I think that's kind of cool. That's right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be happy if one of these went up near me on uh, yeah. on my roof. It would be a luxury apartment within weeks. Uh, Amari yeah, Stoudemire are, would be looking at it. These things are gentrifying the savannah. Just <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'll also say, what was it, Arturo Vittori? Yeah, Arturo Vittori. That is top-notch industrial designer name. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You meet a guy. That's like Art Vandalay. It's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. You definitely designed something. That guy is designing no right angles on anything he makes. Yeah. Just, it's super <laughs> innovative. He's either a, like a really innovative industrial designer or a vampire. It's one of the two. <laughs> Maybe both. Could be both. Maybe both. Why not both? Could be both. I, I wish I had more information about whether these are actually out in the world these days or whether it was just a prototype because it's a very, very like stylish African yeah. science fiction looking thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, were they, Very cool. was cost in, like as part of the design? Is it, is it like, do, do you know, is it like super expensive to put one up relative to what other options would be or like the, the article claims it's super cheap materials. And yeah. so I think it's the, like, and it's designed as like a world good and like a nice thing. Um, so, yeah, I guess my lack of, with my deep lack of knowledge of it, the only thing would be that, it seems for it to work well, you'd have to be in an area that sees decent rainfall already. So we just need that might dew. be the thing. You, yeah, just, you just need, need dew. A, so, but doesn't you, so you just need mist. It needs you need fog. Well, dew is like dew. it's condensation based on temperature changes and humidity and stuff. So you wouldn't necessarily need rainfall, but you would need some. But it would be tough in an arid climate. Do you think? Yeah, if it were super yeah. arid, I think it would be difficult. Yeah. So that seems. Still good, but you know, it, has some it, would, it would just for you to be like, oh, we'd love one of those. And they're like, actually, your area is too dry for this, so we can't get you water. It's like, oh. yeah, we know that's why we were asking. Sorry, um, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, for some reason, it's, it's the Jack Nicholson Joker is the one telling you, you don't qualify. Do not buy a water tower from him. Oh yeah, Joker. I feel like did some water tower stuff. I could, I don't, I put money on the fact that he was messing with water towers. I, I yeah. feel like that is a very again the water tower, like the classic WB water tower, is a very like Tim Burton Batman mm-hmm. item. Like of architecture. Yeah, it's full of. It does seem like Batman villains would hang out there. Yeah, it's full of Joker venom and not water. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, the the scarecrow. I feel like 
every villain in Gotham, their ultimate goal was to get... To, it, Batman should have just spent 100% of his time defending Gotham's water tower because yeah. everybody was just... You just poison just it, the, and then that's... Trying to put stuff in there, yeah. You, you, know, you just, yeah. Valuable lesson about infrastructure. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I always did enjoy that kind of thing of the DC Reservoir, which is that, like, it is kind of almost a throwback to, like, this very old idea of, like, a heavily guarded water source, which even though we take water for granted now, like, there's still, like, a big pool of water that you will get shot if you try to get in there <laughs> like that they have armed guards but it's still this really valuable resource there where they have like barbed wire so that you can't i think you should be water. able to go in in there if you promise not to pee in it i think you should be allowed to go in oh that's yeah well we all promise not to pee in the pool and look how that turned you out have to, everybody's going pee in the pool. Come on. you should have to promise not not to do a few other things i think it's like oh i didn't pee i just poured a bunch of this stuff in there yeah. uh this experimental you stuff are, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. definitely not allowed to bring any vials in yeah. there no There's vials hard vial ban yeah I just, reservoir. I, just, I just poured right. this i just poured this ice nine in there so so, uh, so long, everybody. No ice nine. Ice nine is banned as well. Yeah. But you should I just be able to swim things around. Things allowed to do. No peeing. No ice nine. Going to jail for life because I put uh, four thousand tons of crystal light in the DC reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> One of the bad flavors. Oh yeah, the diet cranberry. <laughs> diet cranberry in there. Just. God, yeah. what a it's disgusting. Just pure people on dialysis just get like, just like <laughs> this is not helping. DC emergency. The the country time time lemonade truck crashed into the reservoir, and now <laughs> the whole the entire water supply is pink lemonade. <laughs> making jungle juice in there making jungle juice in the reservoir <laughs> rat boy has gotten to the reservoir you just, and you jungle just crash juice. a yeah a truck full of the uh old el paso like taco mix oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, spicy water everything has too much latin flavor <laughs> jail well before we give people too many ideas uh let's get into the big uh, the big takeaways for the show uh, there's a couple of them, and here comes the first one. Takeaway number one. Water towers are tower-shaped for several important reasons. And I think this is relatively basic, but I just, like, never checked before researching this. Like, why is it a whole tower? Why can't it just be on the ground or whatever? And it turns out mm -hmm. there's, like, a bunch of reasons to do that. I don't know if you guys ever thought about that or it ever crossed your mind. I no, just I'm, gravity, now I want right? to know what the reasons are, though. I mean, I'm thinking like I'm imagining, yeah, gravity, like the Roman yeah. aqueducts and stuff like they're transporting water has kind of generally been something that requires a lot of space, uh, it seems like throughout our, our history. But yeah, I mean, I guess you'd want to put it up there so nobody can get in it <laughs> or like yeah, I was gonna so say, things don't get dropped <laughs> in it, as we said. <laughs> It's, it, they're playing keep away it's at least it's at least harder to mess with it i think that's, I think yeah. that's right yeah <laughs> slightly harder to mess with it yeah that's the big one you yeah those like, are those are like two of the big reasons is it's harder to contaminate that's we just know like like things that could spill or leak even accidentally it's just up there so it's okay right yeah uh and then the big big reason is gravity yeah because it turns yeah. out like there aren't that many parts to the system. It's a big tank of water on a tower, and then for for any water storage, you need something to put stuff in, something to take stuff out. So they have electric pumps to put water up into the tower and push it up there. But that's then what I was wondering. To like release it, it's basically just gravity. And towns will also structure the height of it and the size of it so that as much gravity can do the work as possible of like, you know, shooting the water into the town when needed. Yeah, another, you know, just really confirming that Mad Max is, a, I mean, that's how a Morton Joe does it as well. So <laughs> it's very a Morton Joe based. Yeah. Uh, they also have those, uh, they have a couple of women living in the water tower uh, that he calls his ladies. And <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I figure it's like an IV bag kind of situation to use mm. a useless mm -hmm. metaphor for it. But, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it also, mm. it turns out the the gravity element is particularly helpful because in most cities, especially in the modern day, there's a really uneven demand for water across the day. 
because you'll have oh. like everybody showering in the morning or everybody mm. cooking and, and washing dishes at dinner time. But then overnight, really light use during the workday, really light use. And so in order to like do the hard, the hard task is getting water out in the big times. And so if you can just let gravity do that, that's great. And then the pump just gradually refills it when it's quiet again. Yeah. I feel like living in living in New York or any big city where you probably live in a big apartment building, you get, I mean, you immediately already know about that just from like hot water and yeah. just like, you can almost kind of tell when everyone in the, in the building or just internet, like everyone's internet goes down. You're like, oh, everyone's browsing right now. Just, <laughs> just a small demonstration of it. Yeah. Like a 30 person building and 28 of them are watching Netflix after work. So sorry, mm-hmm. you don't get to look at anything. Yeah. <laughs> Bandwidth is down. Yeah. And the wiring is probably from the same time that the water towers were built. So it's not equipped for that. (laughs) When I was a kid, let's say, I always thought like water towers were like just in case they just like had the water there in case they Mm. needed it kind of thing, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like an actual functional thing that was like part of a, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it was just like, well, you know, this way if we can't get water and it's like without thinking about like, well, where do they get it normally then? It's like, uh, It's just recirculating. I think I thought that too. I didn't. I didn't realize it was in continuous use. I think I thought it was for like fires or something. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They just crack it open and it, it just dumps all over the whole town if there's a big <laughs> fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very helpful. And that is another key use of them. Is like there's a fire, we suddenly need a bunch of water. That's totally a use. Mm. But it turns out it's also just for like everyone wants to rinse a pot, and so we yeah. need to get mm-hmm. some water out to everybody. Yeah. People love to rinse a pot. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Go crazy for it. Yeah. Not to be too relatable, but rinsing pots, folks. It's uh... (laughs) You guys ever rinse a pot? (laughs) And then the, the other like emergency use of it is that a water tower system helps us still have fresh water still coming through the pipes when the power's out. Because they need electricity to, like, clean and treat water. They need electricity to pump water up into the tower. But since you can just let gravity let it fall to everybody, you know, that's why if there's a short power outage, you still have water in the faucet and it's not weird or anything. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that either. Yeah, we're we're looking at, uh, like, countertop dishwashers uh, just just to see what kind of what's out there because we don't have one and, and... Probably should have gotten one earlier in, in the past year and a half when it's, we weren't doing anything other than... I felt like I was washing dishes like you know at least an hour a day. It's constant. Um, it was like yeah. a full-time but, job but, during the but like, yeah. <laughs> but, but they sell these things and they you know they hook up to the to the faucet and and there's like a, ho- a hose in and a hose out you know for the you know and then the hose out goes back into the sink or whatever one way or the other and it's like yeah you just turn the faucet on and you turn the thing on and it's like. Yeah, but how does it stop? Like, I, like I, I still can't really. It's like it's just like it, it works. It's fine. It's like yeah, but like the water keeps coming out of the font. Like, where does it go? Like, what are you talking? You know, but I'm just not going to worry about it. That's yeah. my take on it. You know, it's fine. It's fine. They yeah. say it works. No one says this blew up and flooded my kitchen or whatever. So really there's something I don't understand, and I'm not going to yeah. worry about it. So you know, we're all modern, intelligent people, but we only have so much insight into valves i know about them yeah. i know there's different yeah. kinds but you know not my problem <laughs> i'm not the valve guy not my purview yeah, yeah. You, it works and if it doesn't work i want to write a review about it on amazon <laughs> and that's as far as i know <laughs> and then you have to kind of discount like anybody because i've also been looking at countertop dishwashers because we live the same curse uh clearly and every once in a while you do find a reviewer, someone's like, it did explode and it's all over my kitchen. And you're like, well, that guy's just an idiot. He just doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> Can't trust this you guy. You do kind of have to suss out whether it's like, is this a real problem or is this a problem you had because you didn't read directions? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, yeah. Forget, yeah. I forgot to use the, the O-ring or something. Yeah. And yeah. then I run into that with every restaurant review kind of too. I'm like, are they good yeah. at eating this kind of food though? Or like, yeah. <laughs> hold on. That my big one, my big one like that um, is nail salons. When I go get my nails done oh. is, is this a bad nail salon or is this reviewer racist? Which yeah. is <laughs> like, at least it's usually pretty easy to tell, but sometimes it's buried like a few, you know, like, 
part of the way through the paragraph and then you're like oh you're just racist okay like <laughs> they will do a good job like yeah always unreliable narrators if you love uh a, like fiction with unreliable narrators just sort yelp reviews by one star <laughs> and uh one of my friends one time did a did a, a search of yelp for the phrase extremely rude to my fiance and just read all, <laughs> <laughs> all the articles that yeah. it's very good very good my, my yeah the one like that that i recommend is you go to uh uh like nightclubs like if you know like the cool places in your in like your town or city uh and just go first mm-hmm. of all like the kind of people that are giving reviews on yelp for that are almost certainly people that are not getting in right so like it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a cornucopia of you know my girls and i were out for my birthday and we mm. looked hot and the bouncer was so rude and, and it's just it's just wonderful stuff yeah no one's posting a review writing, from inside the club. Like writing a Yelp <laughs> having a great time. Right, writing a Yelp review of, of Studio Fifty Four or whatever because because Andy Warhol pushed past you. <laughs> yeah. Yelp of Studio Fifty Four would be so good to read. Like, yeah. Best of luck to, to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hang in there, folks. Uh. <laughs> all right. Off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. back for another game you know it what's going on just one more week till max fun drive (laughs) hard to believe it's been a heck of a year since the last one we're now a worker-owned co-op we raised fifty thousand dollars for charity last year and we've added a bunch of awesome new shows but do you think we're ready to do it again absolutely lovely new gifts are lined up The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them and then you just stay there like, like really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. <laughs> well, there's a, a couple more takeaways here, and the next one is about New York City. Takeaway number two. New York City has a different water tower system from the rest of the U.S. And I, I moved here recently. You guys have lived here longer. So what makes but... the bagels so good is the water tower <laughs> system. It's true, that water tower water, it seasons it, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all have black mold in our apartment. It's fine. <laughs> Just a guy stirring a water tower full of bagels. Like, yeah, yeah. this is going well. <laughs> this is good. Like, we also have the most marinara towers in the, the United States. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Number one. That's a whole separate infrastructure yeah. that we have. They're all filled. All the water towers have burrata floating in them. Just different. <laughs> Greatest city in the world. We got the yeah, water it's tower. It's just that weird cloudy <laughs> mozzarella water. That's what's in all those towers. <laughs> but, uh, there, and there's a couple sources here, mainly untapped New York and AMNY. But, uh, New York City, if people haven't been, it's full of like small wooden water towers on the tops of the bigger buildings. <laughs> and Untap New York puts the estimate at at least 10,000 of them across the city, which is a lot. And some of them have like little structures around them to hide them and others I, are out there. They're actually, because I haven't thought about it before, there is there is a pretty bad open mic that's on the roof of a building. And it is, I have sat oh. under a water tower at that open mic a ton of times, so just never registered it. <laughs> So, wow. by far the most useful thing happening on that rooftop is the water tower. The funniest water in New York City. <laughs> it gets right in there. Yeah. Which is also a good... It's infused. 
infused with comedy. Yeah, that's also a good uh, look into the the glamour of New York City comedy. Is did you want to do an open mic under a water tower next to a train track? <laughs> very good. Don't worry, the trains only come by every five minutes. It's yeah, fine. The trains come by every five minutes. Every set is two minutes. You just gotta roll the dice. You just gotta roll the dice. Yeah. Either your set has no trains or it is fifty percent trains. trains. Those are the options. Yeah. <laughs> like the it's one of those comedy club printed lists of all the exact times <laughs> and the trains just on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, drop, in, drop, in, drop in, drop in, drop in. Oh man, I got the train spot. <laughs> oh, I got the train spot again, yeah. So you have to yeah. prove yourself. Well, they want to see if you're good yeah. enough. Yeah, if they want to see if you're good enough for the rooftop, you can do the train spot, see how you do. I don't know why this club passes all these trains. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and there's there's a couple quick reasons for why those are there. One is just the density of the city. Like in a smaller town, you you have one big tower instead of, and you can just leave a lot taken up by it. Um, so New York, they put them on roofs. The second big reason is that New York's main water source is reservoirs that are a little bit upstate. So they're at a much higher elevation than the city down here, basically at sea level. And so the water is coming down from there with enough force that it can get up to about six floors worth of pipe in a building. Hmm. And so, like, our, our where I live is four stories. We don't have a water tower on top because just the reservoir water gets up well enough. But the wow. bigger buildings beyond that need their own little tower for their own stuff. It's just it's just another thing not to think about too much. That there's just this flood of water coming at all times from up, right. up high, and it's coming back up, and it just jams up into your sink when you turn the valve, and uh, and you rinse your pot. Yeah. It's uh, I, the entire city city is pressurized yeah, at I, all I, times. I, I recently went um, camping up by the New York City. Well, one of them, the Ashokan Reservoir, is one of the oh, big ones, wow. and. Uh, I went camping up near there and uh, yeah, like they're pretty, they're pretty specific about not letting you get that close to it. But uh, I feel like you could get surprisingly close. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be able to get as close as you can. I I welcome any efforts to keep people away. I think that's, I think that's just great personally. Uh, (laughs) Plenty of other places you can go. Uh, Don't. Yeah. That was also a plot point in uh the film die hard with a vengeance there's a lot that goes on uh sort of towards the end in those in those water tunnels and there was a long like tunnel improvement or increase i don't remember which project um on the east side kind of by where i used to live over in like the 30s um that had to do with like you know improvement of that system and it went on forever and ever and ever i don't even know if it's done yet but just like tunneling up there making the tunnel wider or whatever you know but uh, again not my, I mean, my problem in a, in a real sense, if it goes bad, but you know, otherwise, you know, it's like, it's like I, my attitude with those yeah. guys, you know, when there's guys digging holes in the, in the street, it's like, I, you know what? Good for you guys. I, I don't want to know what's going on down there. It's not, it's not for me to know. <laughs> if I think about it too much, I will get very upset and I have absolutely nothing to offer in terms of solutions. So yeah. God yep. bless you. Don't tell me that's, what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> right. So that's interesting to know. It goes up to six. So so buildings without with that are higher than six floors need to have some sort of water, if not a water tower, at least a connection to something with a water tower. Yeah, that's, we, it, that's the weird. situation. Yeah, it's weird that it's because I think six floors is also the cutoff for how how tall you can legally have a walk up in New York. You're like if it's over six floors, you have to have a, an elevator. So maybe, yeah. really? think- maybe the water takes the elevator. How about, is that a possibility? <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me. <laughs> my, my building I just moved into is six floors. This is the biggest building I've lived in by far. So uh, pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm my overlords above me. The more they're the top floor is a Morton Joe's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has the penthouse. He has the the penthouse. Morton Joe. <laughs> he listens to a lot of weird music. And he's got that he's yeah. got that one giant son, and that guy really walks around all night. It's very loud. <laughs> oh my god, he's yeah. stomping around up there. He's always drinking that milk. <laughs> <laughs> whole whole floor smells like milk. He's stomping around. <laughs> when the the last thing about those New York water towers is they tend to be made of wood, which is you know old fashioned, and it turns mm. out 
there's just a couple companies that make all of them and have been doing it for decades. There's one called the Rosen Watch Tank Company that was founded in 1866 and is on Long Island City. Because this technology is kind of the same, they say. Like it's it's yeah. pretty much the same system it's been. I'm imagining the people who own these water tower families, are, it's just all steampunk dynasties. They're all <laughs> steampunks. It's the steampunk mafia. That's yeah, what it they is. all have like monocles and top hats. Yeah. And uh, I'm also just imagining yeah. them as huge Donkey Kong style barrels that they build basically. <laughs> just big and they hammer the things on are. them and they put them up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it has... The water tower families definitely are involved in some sort of organized activity. They have to be, right? They get cleared. I, could, I would imagine it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But and like it's a business nobody's paying attention to, you know, you can just do it. Yeah. And they, they also say that the water towers are just made of cedar planks with steel hoops around them. There's no glue, there's no nails, there's no screws. It's They're just big like, barrels. It's just yeah. big barrels, and they're cut precisely enough where it holds together. Uh, and they also have to be plain wood, so there's not, like, paint or other chemicals leaching into the water. Mm-hmm. So, like, the old ones and the new ones look the same. They're just wooden barrels. That's real Cooper hours right there. That's yeah. true Cooper hours. Yeah. <laughs> the master Coopers are approved to build the big barrels for the whole city. <laughs> well, uh, uh, there's one more quick takeaway for the main episode, so let's do that. Takeaway number three... There is a fascinating and ongoing history to the water tower at Alcatraz. Because uh, Alcatraz, the, the island prison off of San Francisco in the Bay Area there, it's like surprisingly historically significant. Yeah. And the, the main reason is from the 1960s. But it's, it's probably most famous as a federal prison. It was that from 1934 to 1963. It had like Al Capone and people trying to escape. Um, before that, it was a fort and then it was a military prison Uh, And the saddest use of it was probably uh, the detention of Native people in the late 1800s and early 1900s who, like, resisted U.S. colonialism and colonization. Yeah. And so that's part of why in the 1960s, Native activists started taking over Alcatraz to do protests. And the largest protest was in November 1969, a group called Indians of All Tribes, led by Richard Oakes. They took over Alcatraz for one day and then decided they could take it over for the long haul. And so later that month, they organized about 100 people to take over Alcatraz and demand the deed to it so they could turn it into a university and a cultural center. The government refused, and so there was a standoff for 19 months. And one thing they did while they were there is they graffitied the water tower. And they wrote, Peace and Freedom, Welcome to the Home of the Free Indian Land. They also wrote, Free Indian Land, Indians Welcome. Uh, so the water tower there became like a historic part of the prison and the fort, but also part of this amazing effort to try to like better things for native people in the U.S. Yeah. Does it still say that? Yeah. And then it became like a really interesting. They uh, changed it to say Florence, y'all. And then they left it. <laughs> <laughs> Government came in. Alcatraz, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, because people don't know it's Alcatraz. Yeah, you got to tell them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it became uh, like after the occupation, it became a national historic landmark. And then like like great people with the modern park service realized that kind of all of Alcatraz has a bunch of saltwater damage because it's just constantly mm-hmm. being hit by the sea. Mm-hmm. And so the water tower, the whole water tower was degrading and they realized they wanted to preserve the water tower, but also preserve the graffiti that wasn't there in the first place. And so in the early 2010s, they like collaborated to repaint it. That park service description quote, the park service fully documented every detail of the original work before it was painted over. Once the contractors finished repainting the water tower with marine grade paint, Richard Oakes's daughter and grandson and others that were present on the island during the Native American occupation were invited up to the top of the water tower to recreate the original lettering, end quote. That's I cannot cool. believe they let them do that. That's like the most magnanimous thing I've, that our government has ever done. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, well that's, it's so interesting to me because it's like they let them preserve the graffiti, but they didn't see 
Alcatraz to them. Like they didn't like, do oh, yeah. any of the stuff that they wanted to do. Like they they I mean it's not a prison anymore, but like it's also not a native cultural center or school. So yeah. like they're just like, yeah. yeah, but this is really nice. This this is a nice message that we uh, do not materially support in any way, but we will let you repaint it. So yeah, they they, they put one of those like um like the little girl statue on Wall Street. They put one of those there as a way oh. of showing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I think the government let them do this because they were embarrassed by the yeah. by the events uh, when General Hummel and the right. Marines took over Alcatraz uh-huh. and sure, they had sure, to send sure. in. You know that was they had to blow up. They sent that bombs blowing up half of the. You know, it was embarrassing. Anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a real embarrassment. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, I, I got to say, I, I I applaud the everything I'm doing. But if, if someone was like, we're going to here's what we're going to do. The government's going to be really mad. We're going to go into jail. I'd be like, I need you to tell me how we're going to get back out. Before we do this, plan. <laughs> this seems way too easy. That's where they want this us is, to this go. Seems like a, that yeah, it seems like a, like an yeah. undercover. They're like, all right, we've. Hey, I'm the new guy here <laughs> in charge plan. of this oh. uh, this group the government really hates. Here's the new plan. We're all going to break into jail. <laughs> then we're going to lock the door. We're going to swallow the key. Right. And that'll show them. <laughs> like, Let's make sure it's a jail on an island that's really hard to get off. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. 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 The one guy, did, did the bird man ever use the water tower for anything? How many times did he escape? Do you know? No, I don't know how There's many times. Yeah, we'll we'll link about him. I don't know much about him, but he's the most famous during the the federal yeah. prison time, not a military prison time. The guy who tried to escape the most. It's it's so true that they should have just made it the better thing that the activists wanted because there were <laughs> yeah. also like previous occupations in 1964, and it was a really clear message. But I, I guess they've decided the the thing to do is to like preserve the multiple layers of history of the whole thing, mm. which is something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it, it actually is like I've, I've never been, but I, I was wondering if it still had the graffiti on it because I I went to San Francisco like probably 10 years ago now for a comedy festival. And uh, we went on like one of those cruises like through the bay. And I remember going by Alcatraz and it was really interesting, but I don't remember seeing that graffiti. But I might just uh-huh. not remember. And they they redid it in 2012. So you probably went right before that's when I was there. Yeah. So yeah. probably had not been done yet. Yeah. Wow. I see. Gotta go back. Yeah. Before like back Peter Thiel knocks it down or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Amari Stoudemire has moved into a new landmark. <laughs> That is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Kath Barbadoro, Patrick Monahan, and Eli Uden for bringing that three bears energy from the top, right? When one loved it, one was not into it, one was neutral. That That's such a beautiful way for three guests to go. I'm way into it. Anyway, I said that's the main episode for this week because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the Warner Brothers water tower and the Warner Brothers themselves. What's their, you know, what's their whole deal? I found out. Visit SIFpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of almost six dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring Water Towers with us, which is very fun phrasing. It's like we dove in. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, Water Towers are tower-shaped for several important reasons. Takeaway number two, New York City has a totally different water tower system from the rest of the U.S., And takeaway number three, there is a fascinating and ongoing history to the water tower at Alcatraz. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Kath and Patty and Eli are the hosts of What a Time to Be Alive. I'm linking that show, which is free to hear. And then it's Patreon, Patreon slash What a Time Pod, where you can hear bonus episodes and more. Also linking Kath's podcast, Lie, Cheat, and Steal. 
Patty's Podcast, Not You, Guillermo, and all of their Twitter accounts, at Kath Barbadoro, at Patty Moe, and then at Eli Uden. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. My favorite is definitely a piece by Troy Johnson, professor of American Indian Studies at Cal State University, Long Beach. It's all about the Alcatraz occupations in 1964 and 1969. Also linking an article from Mental Floss about basic water tower function, a bunch of National Park Service stuff that gives you more depth on Alcatraz, and several sources, including Untapped New York in particular, about the, the weird and amazing situation of New York water towers. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>